Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like this episode, give us a like, share, follow. This week we're talking about Plastic Man. So, first off, Joker, what do you know about him? I knew very little from the cartoons that he's been in. Like, I know he's malleable and he kind of shapeshifts, but before doing the research, that was about it. I was like, same here. I've kind of known him from the cartoons adjacently in the comics. I've known he's like has insane abilities, the way they've shown his shapeshift ability. It's very similar to like Morph from the X-Men or like, like, yeah, it's like, it's not just a normal, he's not Mr. Fantastic. This guy's on a different level. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, Plastic Man, New Earth, Real World. So, Plastic Man, Patrick L. O'Brien, is a superhero first appearing in Police Comics, issue number one, originally published by Quality Comics and later acquired by DC Comics, appearing in their American comic books. Okay, so started at a different company, moved, bought by DC. (laughs) Now, like a lot of the ones that we've seen in the past between DC and Marvel, when they buy up, essentially, the characters from a failing business. Publisher. (laughs) Uh, so he was created by cartoonist Jack Cole. Plastic Man was one of the first superheroes to incorporate humor into mainstream action storytelling. Oh, that's kind of cool to find Which out. Which also, knowing Plastic Man, that makes total sense. A hundred percent like explains like why his character is the way it is. <laughs> so he has been published in several solo series as and has interacted with other characters such as Batman and many others in the mainstream DC universe as a member of the Justice League. Okay, so he's got it around. So when Quality Comics was shut down in 1956, DC Comics would acquire many of its characters, uh, integrating Plastic Man into the mainstream DC universe and giving him his, uh, giving him a short-lived series in the 1960s. So I do, I do kind of find it cool. Like it almost makes sense how old he is in that, considering the type of characters they were coming out with back then. Oh yeah, and it's just like it's nice that they just fully leaned into the humor i think that's why he survived this long pretty sure that's the only reason especially for as much of a come and go side character as he is oh yeah although the character has never been a significant commercial success plastic man has been a favorite character of many modern comic book creators including writer grant morrison who includes him in their 1990s revival of the justice league art uh spiegelman who per, who profiled Cole for the New York Magazine, painter Alex Ross, who has frequently included him in cover and stories depicting the Justice League, writer-artist Kyle Baker, who wrote the and illustrated an award-winning Plastic Man series, and Frank Miller, who included him in the Justice League in the comics all-star batman robin and robin the boy wonder and batman the dark knight strikes again so yeah he, he he's a very popular amusing character it seems very much so i it's one of those characters where you're like i get why he's never been mainstream but right. definitely like definitely popular and there's a reason for it which i guess let's get into that uh take us win in universe So, into his post-crisis origins. Uh, Some years ago, the criminal known as L. O'Brien, along with his gang of underlings, would break into an an attempt to rob Cole Chemical. 
But the police arrived on the scene, and while L and the others fled, he was shot by a cop and exposed to an unknown acid. <clears throat> you always, you always gotta wonder with those like unknown acids that gave somebody power. If there were like other people that were like, well, if it gave him powers, like why don't we just use it to try to give some of us powers? I'm sure people have tried. <laughs> uh, so he managed to make it outside, but collapsed unconscious from the pain. When he awoke, L found that his flesh was elastic and he had no control over it. Ooh. Uh, morphing into strange and frightful forms, he scared everyone in his path. Cops, drunks, and even his own gang who thought him already dead and shot him <laughs> upon seeing his new form. Oh. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. Especially with the gang. They're already trigger happy as it is. Fair. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, now you get this. Who knows what he looks like at this point? That's, I don't blame him. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, it's got to be freaky to wake up and realize you have no control over your body anymore. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of get that. <laughs> so it gets a, a little dark. Uh, L would go to a bridge to commit suicide, but he would be stopped by Woozy Wings, former Arkham Asylum inmate. Uh, together, they decided to use O'Brien's newfound powers to fight crime. And after exposing a circus outfit to the same acid which gave him powers, O'Brien and Woozy thwarted an attempt, uh, attempted robbery by his former gang. Uh, when the press interviewed him, L said that he intends to call himself Elastic Man, which a reporter misheard as Plastic Man. So they're like <laughs> Elastic Girl. <laughs> oh, that's good. But I just find it amusing that a inmate and him decided that instead of you know using it for bad, like you think a former prisoner would do and a former gang member would do, yeah, it kind of seems like a rash decision to, on their part to switch and say, "Oh, let's do good things." Yeah, it kind of feels like it came out of nowhere. Really does, huh? <laughs> That's weird. Also, I just do find I do find it funny because that has been a common trope when they bring up plastic man in anything i've seen him they're like they're like oh yeah no he he's got a rap sheet yeah uh, okay so post zero hour so in the 1940s a crook named patrick o l o'brien was shot by a security guard at the crawford chemical works and struck by a falling drum full of an unidentified acid some of which entered L's wound. He was saved in a rest haven by a mysterious order of monks whose example cured his penchant for crime. I mean, I guess near-death events. <laughs> right. But at least in this version of his origins, they kind of give a reason for him to want to change yeah. sides. Like, oh my God, these people saved me. I guess, like, <laughs> I could be good. Right. <laughs> But I kind of do like that they keep it somewhat close to they do, the, yeah, the post-crisis origins. Very similar, which is nice. Sometimes they kind of are like, ah, we're going to go wildly off. Right, we're just going to completely change this. So um, this would be the first time he had experienced mentorship in, from a positive male role model. Uh, L grew up with an abusive father who had abandoned him at a Catholic nunnery. Because, of course, you, know, you have to have a reason he became a crook. You're right. I mean, nobody really goes into crime because life is great. Yeah, no. I, I've never met anybody who has. <laughs> right? Nobody's like, nobody's like, you know what? Got caring parents. I got money. I got a loving family. 
I'm going to go rob banks now. <laughs> so the acid bath gave him the ability to change his shape. He wore dark glasses and a red and yellow costume as flexible as his, as his body, which I'm wondering what kind of material that is considering what he can do. I'm also surprised that being that he could shapeshift that he even has a costume. Right. Like, I just assumed the costume was a part of him. Same, same. <laughs> I, I was a little shocked to find this out. So whatever shape he took, the color remained the same. So there would be a red and yellow chandelier chandelier over a table full of plotting gangsters or a red and yellow abstract painting hanging on the wall. But the villains never caught on until it was too late. Which, I mean, him being like a low-tier hero, I feel like that's the main reason. Right. I mean, that depending on what he's hiding as. Like a chandelier, nobody really pays attention to those if you're used to seeing one. Also, a painting. Oh, yeah, that's an easy one to hide as. Exactly. So, at the request of President Franklin Roosevelt, Plastic Man would help bring together the All-Star Squadron uh, and aided them in stopping Per Dagaton's plan to force America to fight... Uh, fight the World War II on a third front, and on occasion imp- uh, impersonated Roosevelt himself to foil a Nazi assassination plot. During World War II, he would also join the Freedom Fighters, um, though his uh, exploits after World War II are largely unknown. <laughs> but I do like that he has played the president right. just to mess with the Nazis, essentially. Ah, uh, that's totally up his. That's up his alley. <laughs> So, so that's the crazy thing, though, that he's old enough to have been in World War II. That is actually kind of insane to think about. He's one of the older characters we've done. Yeah, and I think he's the only one so far in D.C. that we've talked that is modern that has been around that long, age-wise. Because pretty much everybody else is Marvel. Yeah. Holy like, cow. Dang. Okay, yeah. Oh, wait. Wasn't Wonder Woman... 1940s. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have one other. Yeah. So there's two. <laughs> two. We got two. Two people that were, <laughs> were allies. So Plastic Man, sometimes called Plaz, later acquires a sidekick called Woozy Winks, a clumsy oaf who was originally a brilliant FBI agent. Woozy became a dumb but loyal friend of Plastic Man. I do like that they kept the name. But I do kind of still wish he was that inmate. Yeah. Just because that seemed a little more interesting than... It seemed fun. Especially to go from a brilliant FBI agent to a a dummy. Yeah. What happened to him? Doesn't really make sense. Like, did you get hit on the head? Probably a few times. I feel like the uh, Asylum character just seems funner to play with, too. Yeah. As far as a concept. Definitely. So, Plastic Man would become well-known as a superhero again in the modern heroic age. Uh, strangely, decades later, Patrick would become a good friend of Batman, despite Batman's lack of sense of humor and skepticism towards reformed criminals, and on occasion, uh, would become a member of the Justice League. God, that is perfect for Batman. I, I always love He is when, like the perfect opposite for Batman. <laughs> I love it when Batman gets stuck with characters <laughs> like him. Right. <laughs> So it was real that Plaz had a son named Luke who was born out of wedlock and whom he ignored to the point where his son joined a gang. Batman got Luke out of the gang and tried to reunite him with his father. Wonder how that went down. Yeah, they never really elaborated on that. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's kind of all we have for the actual origins of him. But one that I thought was kind of interesting is he was a part of the Pla- uh, Blackest Night seri- uh, story. Uh, so he joined the Justice League of America again, and during the Blackest Night, his heart would be ripped out by a resurrected vibe when the Black Lantern Corps uh, rises. Though this would seemingly kill him, however, he would survive due to his unique phys- physiology. I was about to say, I was like, I was like, wow, Blackest Night, that's a dark storyline. Right. Break. Maybe they were like, we got to throw in a little levity. Put I think plastic. that's exactly what it was. Send Plastic Man in, he'll do it. <laughs> And yeah, no, like in case you people were wondering, like yeah, his physiology is insane, according to the pe- some of the smartest characters. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so a fun fact. So is part of the is part of a contingency plan Batman has for the Martian Manhunter because he is immune to telepathy. So he's the only person that could truly beat Martian Manhunter hmm. without any extra help. Because Manhunter can't really do anything to his mind like he can to everybody else. Yeah, the most Manhunter could do is just kind of just phase through and just keep him from touching him. That's really all he's got. Yeah. Because that only goes so far to do anything. Yeah. It's kind of cool to know that this goof is Batman's contingency. (laughs) I wonder if Batman has a contingency for him. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't... I looked up, but uh, part of it was uh, freezing him. I did see. I remember back in the day, I was uh, watching a thing. It was just a thing on a bunch of Batman's contingencies in general. And he oh, came yeah. up, and his best uh, guess was, yeah, to freeze him. Like That was all he had. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get into powers and abilities. So powers, malleable physiology, malleability, elastic. Elasticity, plasticity. He can stretch his limbs and body to superhuman lengths and sizes. There is no limit to how far he can stretch his body and limbs. And yeah, I've seen some of the comic panels. You just imagine him stretching entirely over the planet. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. I mean, this guy, he like, could. yeah, he could. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some panels where he's like as big as a city and just all like has multiple limbs altering them into different shapes to like. Yeah, he, he is wild. He's insane. <laughs> so size alteration. He can shrink himself down to a few inches tall. Uh, poses as one of Batman's utility belt p- pockets. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Or becomes a Titan the size of a skyscraper. Which, yeah, possibly even bigger. Uh, Shape-shifting, as we've talked about. Uh, Superhuman agility. These stretching powers grant Plastic Man heightened agility, enabling him flexibility and coordination that is extraordinary beyond the natural limits of the human body. No, duh. (laughs) I feel like a lot of this, like a lot of characters, is just duh kind of comments. Yeah. Super strength. Uh, he he can lift upwards of. Uh, he can easily throw about fourteen hundred pound shark a few yards away. Jeez. So uh, color change. Oh, that okay. The only limitation he has related to color, which he cannot change without intense concentration. So he can do it. It's just because it's so hard and he has to focus on it so heavily. It's like, mm, this is easier not to. Which, fair. Uh, invulnerability. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he is. Plastic Man's powers extraordinarily augment his durability. He is able to withstand corrosive punctures and concussions without sustaining any injury. Although he can momentarily be stunned, he is resistant to high-velocity impacts that would kill an ordinary person, resistant to blasts from energy weapons, and is completely bulletproof. His body mass can be dispersed, but for all intents and purposes, it is invulnerable. I mean, of course he is. Uh, regeneration. He is able to regenerate and or assimilate lost or damaged tissue. Though it does take a long time, it's far faster than an ordinary human. Telepathic immunity. As stated by Batman in JLL issue number 88, Plastic Man's mind is no longer organic. It's untouchable by telepathy. Which, yeah, I, you don't think about that. The fact that he's actually plastic. Immortality. Plastic Man does not appear to age. If he does, it is at a rate far slower than that of a normal human being. He did not visibly age mentally or physically from World War II to the 1990s. Which, you know, given his, he's no longer biological, technically. Uh, ultrasonic detection. His body will start to ripple when an ultrasonic frequency is triggered. Rubber organs. Plastic Man's organs are rubber as he is also as he also shifts them around in his body to prevent harm. He doesn't keep his brain in his head, which has allowed him to survive decapitation. You know, a lot of guys don't keep the brain in their head either. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that works out so well for this character. If like, some of his rap sheets have to do with. <laughs> So abilities, uh, contortionism, skilled thief, master detective, expert combatant. O'Brien beat up an ill-trained Bruce Wayne when they were all, when they all had their identities split from their superhero counterparts. I mean, I feel like he could probably beat up a trained Bruce Wayne. This guy's a god. (laughs) Well, without his powers, no. Well, without his powers, no. <laughs> but yes, with his powers, it wouldn't be that hard. All you got to do is literally wrap up uh, Batman. Yeah. Just <laughs> not that hard. <laughs> okay, so that's what we got for powers and abilities. Let's take his way into other media. So in TV, uh, he appears in the Plastic Man comedy slash adventure show, Batman the Brave and the Bold, Young Justice, Robot Chicken, uh, DC Nation Shorts, Justice League Action, and had a cameo in the 1973 Super Friends. Hmm. Which is kind of cool to know that he was in that one. Heck yeah. For as random as that yeah. mo- that show was. Huh. I'm going to have to look up that episode. <laughs> yeah, because I don't remember it at all. Same. Not that I remember much of that show at this <laughs> point. <laughs> right. Uh, so in film, it was going to be a, a long title. Uh, he appears in Lego DC comic superheroes Justice League versus Bizarro League. <laughs> I hate the names of those Lego movies. Oh, right. They're so long. Unnecessary. Uh, Scooby Doo and Batman the Brave and the Bold. Lego DC super uh, comic superheroes The Flash. 
Teen Titans go to the movies and Injustice, which I still need to watch. That's good. He actually, yeah, he has a pretty solid role in that one. <laughs> so surprisingly, he does have a video games. Uh, he's a playable character in Batman the Brave and the Bold, the video game. Uh, Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham and Lego DC Super Villains. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected him to show up in any of those. Yeah, no, maybe it was like a cameo, it was like a background character, but nothing you could play as. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, so that's what we got for Plastic Man, and I guess I'll ask the question I always do. You a fan, Joker? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a lot of fun. I really wish now that he'd be a little more popular and used. Right? And same. I'm like, I did, like, well, especially after seeing him in the Injustice cartoon movie, I'm like, oh, I want to see more of this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a fan, too. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan, too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.